Okay, I was up all last night, and I think I've come up with a great name for the group. Since we all have such fantastic powers, I think we should be called the Fantastic Four. Ooh, Fantastic Four. All right. That sounds like good. It. I like that. Yeah, and I have come up with uh, individual names as well, if I may. Ben Grimm, mm-hmm. you are a rock-like thing of a man. You will be called The Thing. Great. Sue Storm, you're a woman who has the power to make herself invisible. The Invisible Woman is your name from now on. Good. Johnny Storm, mm-hmm. you are human, and yet you are a torch. Yeah. The Human Torch. The Human Torch. Okay. And I, Reed Richards, can stretch my body like a rubber band. I will be Mr. Fantastic. Okay, let's get on to business. First order of business for the Fantastic Four. Uh, Dr. Reed? Doom has the entire world's plutonium Reed. supply. And, Excuse huh? me for a second. Yes, Ben. Your power is to stretch like a rubber band. Right, that's why I come up with the idea, Mr. Fantastic. It's a fantastic ability I have. Right, no one, no one's saying it's not fantastic. I mean, many people, when they see me stretch, they often use that word, fantastic. I think what Ben's trying to say, Ben, right, is that um, we all have fantastic powers, but we're called what we do. Right. Yours is stretching. Maybe Mr... Stretch guy. Stre- I was thinking well, stretch. But the, that's my name. Right, El okay. Stretcho. El Stretcho. No, 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 not El Stretcho. No, it's Mr. Fantastic is my name, okay? Now, if you guys have problems with your names, we can talk about it. My name is Mr. Fantastic. Let's talk about Dr. Doom. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. It's the comic, the comic, the comic, comic book bullies. You will go down before me! It's the comic, the comic, the comic, comic book bullies. No, I am the master. It's the comic, the comic, the comic, comic book bullies. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerds New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. Buford, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Eli, uh, Eli, blah, 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 a.k.a. E-Love, or <laughs> watch this Jackson, I don't know. <laughs> Should we do a do-over? Nah, we're just going to let this shit roll. <laughs> Fuck it. And uh, we're back. Come, don't, call, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> We've been here for years. See, only us know that, Eli. Not everybody else don't know that shit, you know. But yeah, we are finally back. But people that didn't know what happened last week, uh, I'll tell you what happened last week. My car broke down in another city, and I couldn't get back up here, so I just stayed there, so that's why we didn't uh, do it. Now, however, we may run into issues later on in this month or next month, and I'll give you a little bit of tea on why that may or may not happen. So listen to the show, and you find out what's going to happen there. A lot of you just going to just fast forward to the end and just say, fuck this comic book shit. I just want to know what the hell's going on with Leroy. But I, think, I, I will tell you this. It's not health-related, not COVID or whatever. I'm healthy-ish. What do we got here? Uh, want to be famous by followers? Probably. Oh yeah, that guy again. Oh, bots. We want to be. Well, famous welcome back so to the bots. Yeah, welcome back yeah. to the bots. So, uh, yes, yeah, so episode. That's why we didn't record last week. So people did check up on us, and I appreciate it. You like we don't have the biggest, you know, internet footprint out there, but when we are missing, people do check up on us. You know, are y'all beefing? Have y'all finally fell out? Did y'all fall out over Will Smith? <laughs> no, no, none, none of that. We're still good. You know. 
yeah. Anyway, let's get to the show. Let's get to the show. So uh, for people that are on right now, check it out. Facebook, check out YouTube, check out Twitter. We're on there. Facebook, we should be fine tomorrow, but we're going to go from there. So let's start off with the show. First thing we want to do is rest in peace to Norm McDonald. Uh, yes, Norm yes. McDonald was a long time, uh, like host of Saturday Night Live. He was also host of, uh, what shit? Now he was basically like a famous comedian that was pretty much just popped up everywhere. What was the last thing he was on? Like, was he on Orville? I think, or he did a lot of voice acting. I know. Um, yeah, but uh, he wasn't like a big, huge movie star. He basically, you know, um, he did pop yeah, up in SNL. movies every now and then. But yeah, yeah, he did like cameos in a bunch of like you know comedy movies. Um, Dirty Workers, of course, was his like his one huge like movie star deal that he did. Um, I never saw it, but I keep hearing people talk about it. Look, there you go, Norm McDonald. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Then of course he was on uh, Saturday Night Live for many years. I used to watch a lot of Conan O'Brien, and um, whenever he was on Conan, it was fucking hilarious. Like he was like, yeah, he could riff. Was it like like a guest it, or? Yeah, as, and whenever he was just on there doing a stand up okay. or just being a guest on the show, you know, he'd sit through the whole show and like other guests would come on and he'd talk shit through the whole thing and he was funny as hell. So that's okay. my, my main thing was seeing him on as a talk show guest, basically on Conan. <laughs> but cool. But yeah. Okay. Like, like I said, I don't really know much about Norm McDonald. I guess his sense of humor wasn't really my taste. However, there was one thing he did that I did find funny as hell. And since he's a comic book podcast, I figured this is the best point to talk about because I've always wanted to talk about this on the show, but I never had it, an opportunity to talk about it. It was from his comedy album, Ridiculous, like back in 2005. And it starts off with a Fantastic Four skit. So I'm going to just <laughs> fast forward and just tell you how the Fantastic Four skit is. Basically, they get their powers and all the Fantastic Four finally become a team and they start naming each other. Like, we're the Fantastic Four. Uh, you're a big rock thing, so we call you the thing. You're invisible, we're going to call you the invisible girl. Uh, you're a human that can light up like a torch. We call you the human torch. And I will call myself Mr. Fantastic. You're like, whoa, 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 wait. That don't make any damn sense. Why are we got these weird ass names and you're fantastic? Shouldn't you be like rubber band man? Could you stretch like a rubber band? Like, no, I'm fantastic. I named the team. My fucking name, the team is named Mr. Fantastic. Let's go fight Dr. Doom. And then they, the, the whole thing is just them arguing the whole time. I thought it was funny as hell. Go listen to it. Ridiculous. Very first skit. Norm McDonald. Like I said, uh, rest in peace to him. Yeah. Uh, now, like I said, Eli, we've been trying to dabble, dibble and dabble a little bit in the music reviews. Not too much, but just a little bit. You know, if anything's like really, really popular. And I feel like we should, it'd be remiss for us to not talk about this because this week Lil Nas X did drop his album. Regardless of what you think about Lil Nas X, you have to miss one thing. He had the biggest and probably the best album promotion of any artist this year. I mean, Everywhere you turn around, the guy was everywhere. You, you can't say that you don't know who he is or what his album was. I mean, he dressed up like fucking Iron Man or C-3PO at the BET Awards or VMA or whatever the hell it was. I don't know. Uh, So he, he came out with his album, Eli. And I decided to go ahead and review it. Like we said, we're reviewing everybody else. It's the biggest album. Might as well. And the very first song. Oh, I, I, I'll let you go. Okay. I was going to say, you reviewed it. <laughs> I reviewed it. I, I reviewed it. Okay. But here's the thing. I started listening to it. And the very first song when he said, shoot in your face while I'm riding, I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? I was like, uh-uh, I can't do that. So after that line, I was like, I can't do this anymore, man. I got to listen to something else. Where's Griselda? You know, uh, where's 
you know the plugs i meant to well this is something this is more my groove right here this is my speed right here so that's my thing but here's the thing i want to say it's okay not to like something like everybody's getting all up and roar about this and what about the children stuff like that it's okay to just listen to something and be like you know what not my thing and just move the fuck on listen to something else let everybody have their fun over here you have your fun over there it's okay you're not gonna get canceled if you disagree that's all i want to say about that so i didn't listen to that one. <laughs> i listened to that one song after that one line that was it now you want me now i want to listen to it <laughs> why you because you can hear the line shoot i want to shoot in your face while i'm riding i didn't hilarious. know that was a thing I, I didn't know that was a thing i was like is that a thing <laughs> so that sounds hilarious right, but but no i what i've heard of little nas x i'm not a fan of i i hated that country road song or whatever the fuck I, it's just not my thing and um you know and i do like some hip-hop i just didn't like his shit and it doesn't mean that i'm homophobic or anything or i'm against you know gay folks like i got a gay son you know so i <laughs> i just it ain't my shit <laughs> you know uh, it, it, yeah i i it's something can be you cannot like something and not be like crucified for it so i get what you're saying but but yeah <laughs> so yeah that's my whole thing there so i'm like Ugh. anyway that's my review of the album uh eli did you get a chance to share it out uh I, as far as it's i i, I don't do your job so I'm not, I think I did it right. I think I did it. I did copy and paste and shared it everywhere. I'll, so I'll take a look a and places. see. Like, yeah. like I said, I'm still I, I don't know banned. if I did it like you you do it and stuff. but <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but uh, now I'm going to double check to see if you did it or not. But now, Eli, it's pretty much going to be your show for the rest of the show. So I'm going to just go in the back, smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Listen to some more Lil Nas X. See who else. See what other sexual terms I can learn. Besides shooting your face while riding, while you take over the show, uh, because the first thing we're going to do is talk about *Malignant*. Oh, because you okay. watched the movie. I yeah. did watch a movie. Yes, I watched a movie. Yeah, um, *Malignant*, the new James Wan uh, horror flick. James I, Wan returns to horror. I, I noticed the post. I didn't watch this movie, but I do notice that the poster said only in theaters. But I'm pretty sure this was on HBO Max. I watch it on HBO, yeah. <laughs> That's what I figured. So I'm like, I'm confused as hell what the hell is going on. But okay, let's, let's go from here. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, James Wan returning to his roots, so to speak. You know, creator of Saw, The Conjuring movies, Insidious. Um, last few years, he's been dabbling in other genres. Fast and uh, Furious 7. No, Fast or and Furious. Fast and, yeah, we, he made one of them. He made comic, uh, uh, Aquaman. Made a billion dollars for, uh, you know, Warner Brothers. So I, I bet Warner Brothers said, you know what? Do what the fuck you want. Do whatever you want. And it looks like he did. He did whatever the fuck he wanted with this movie. Um, and I'm not a fan of, like, I'm not really into the Conjuring movies. I'm just not a fan of, like, supernatural, haunted house, ghost story horror. That, um, I find those movies boring. Um, I have seen some of the, I've seen Conjuring. I've seen Insidious. Eh, it's not my thing. I, I, I'm, it's you know, I'm just not. I'm more of a creature feature slasher movie kind of guy. Um, so I, I kind of just watched this because I was bored, and it started out just as I thought. You know the, you know the weird supernatural shit going on. Is it a ghost? Is it a demon? This chick has is having visions of this killer, some mystery killer. She's got some psychic link to him. 
Um, she sees all these mur- dream about all these murders and shit. And you know, you don't quite know what's going on. Is this really happening? Is it a is it is it a dream? You know, a loud noise, and then she turns around and nothing's there. All that, you know, the the those haunted house the ghost spins. stories. Yeah, that's... yeah, tropes that I just find boring. So I was bored as hell for the first half of this movie. And you know, but then a twist happened and the movie went fucking bonkers. I was just like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? <laughs> they they reeled did, you in. <laughs> I was like, did I did I did I get up and somebody turn on the matrix or something? What the fuck is this now? It was like this right. big holy shit moment, and then the rest of the movie just is total fucking bananas after that. And then I was like laughing my fucking ass off. So I don't know if the movie's any good, but I was damn sure entertained. <laughs> okay. Because like, it started out here and then it ended up way. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching now? Like, it was. Now, it, it, now let me ask you is it tied into the Insidious franchise? And no, I, as far as I know, this is its own thing. Um, I, uh, I do know the star yes. references, things like that. Okay, I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not. I know the Conjuring. There's a extended Conjuring cinematic universe with you know those movies and the Annabelle movies and the Nun. My my kid loves all that shit. Um, so I'm not. I'm not deep into that lore, so I wouldn't even know if there was. But um, as far as I know, this is its own thing. Um, so it's basically about this movie's about this woman who's having these psychic dreams about some mystery killer that's going around killing folks in very gruesome ways. Um, and it has that, it, you know, it's, it's, it's James Wan. It, you can totally tell it has his signature style, those signature, you know, creepy house, dark, darkly lit scenes and all that. Um, and you're kind of wondering, like, yeah, the movie, the first half of the movie, you're kind of wondering what's happening. Is this a ghost? Is it a demon? What the hell? Um, and then, yeah, halfway, then there's this big twist. And then it's just like, what What the hell is happening? And then it's just, I don't know. I, I did, Do I, did I like this movie? I might, you know what? I think I like this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, because you sound conflicted. It's... Yeah, because like the first half, I was like, I was bored as shit. I was trying to not doze off during it. Because it was like I said, like oh the, the the haunted house tropes, it's all spooky. What's real? What's not? Is this a dream? Is she having a nightmare? Blah blah blah. Cheap scares, you know, loud noises, cheap gimmicky scares, and all that shit, you know. And like, what's happening? And like, kind of wondering what the fuck is going on. And then they finally tell you what's going on, and you're like, what the fuck? Is that stupid or is it cool? I don't know. And then it just takes off from there and the movie turns into something else. Like it turns but, into like a fucking whole wild ass gory fucking over the top comic book violence and just bananas. <laughs> but you're saying it had your attention the whole time. Uh, yeah. Once At least got, towards the end. Okay. Yeah. yeah once it, I think it, it did go on. I think it's, it's probably about 20 minutes too long. Um, they could have got to that reveal, I think, sooner. Um, but once it got going, it was I was like laughing my ass off towards the end, and then I was like, "Holy shit, that was an experience!" 
<laughs> now, <laughs> were I, you laughing with the movie or do you think you were laughing at the movie? Like, do you think they were in on the joke? Both, maybe? I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Like, did he intend this to be a comedy? You know, because if he did, this is great. <laughs> you know, um, but it just had just really over the top action scenes, over the top gore. And and it was just hilarious. I was just totally like just totally laughing my ass off towards the end. And and, and yeah, I was like, I, I was like, damn, I should watch that again because I, 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 you know, just to put it all back together, you know. You can totally tell he was, you know, he was, you know, inspired by the Italian horror, those Giallo movies with the, you know, Mario Bava and and Fulci and, you know, uh, Dario Gento, you know, the House by the Cemetery, Suspiria, all those old Italian horror, you know, the way he lit some of the scenes, you know, the mystery killer that you can't see, a weird weapon is being used that you see in all these, you know, um, Italian horror flicks. Was at the Taurus Trap? There was one where the killer looked like the killer in the tourist trap which is another italian horror movie um so you can totally tell he was like paying tribute paying homage to that italian horror genre and but it was like like i said the reveal the twist that i didn't see coming that in itself was just like okay it's nothing new that i haven't seen before but the what what he did with it he just elevated it this is like Big budget horror. Yeah, Warner Brothers. Put out by Warner Brothers. So if Warner Brothers, you know, they did it. If you're going to do something cool, like pump tens of millions of dollars into a horror flick, this is how you do it. Yeah, give James Wan what he, all the money to do what he wants, and you get whacked out shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to get people to uh, pay attention to HBO Max, why not? You know, get them talking. Yeah, yeah, because I, you know, I, I did not see that coming the, the, the twist is what made up for this movie the twist and then after it after once they tell you what's happening what it is and then what comes after the movie just flips it does a total about face okay this is no longer a haunted house spooky you know supernatural flick this is you know this is john wick <laughs> basically. oh wow it, wow. Okay. <laughs> it went just bonkers like i said i was like what the fuck am i watching now you know <laughs> so yeah four out of five i i, I think i think i might have liked this movie even though the, it, it started out slow and that's just me taste wise i'm just not into that supernatural horror I, I just find that shit boring and it was boring the shit out of me you know um i was i watched this shit out of boredom oh new james wan flick on hbo sure why not you know, threw it on, bored as shit for about an hour, and then all of a sudden, what the fuck? Then I'm like laughing my ass off for the rest of the movie. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I I recommend it. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, so let's get this shit out the way. Let's talk about why the last man. The reason we're talking about why the last man because for those who don't know, why the last man? Is why? <laughs> Well, yes. Why? We're talking about why? why. <laughs> like, why? What the fuck? Because Why the Last Man, for those who don't know, is based off a Vertigo comic uh, from the early 2000s. Vertigo was a subsidiary of DC. So, yes, this is a DC TV show. Just another one, just like Doom Patrol and Titans and Watchmen and all the other stuff like that. This thing, Eli, like I said, I'm not familiar with Why the Last Man. I always thought it was supposed to be like an adult version of commanding the last boy but in that one 
it was a, some Jack Kirby shit, you know, where he's the last boy, and it's like dog. Yes, I, I, I always thought they were like connected. I thought like it might have been him, you know, when he just grew up because I I didn't know what it was about. I'm just like fuck it, you know. So, but yeah, it turns out it's not that. Uh, I had no idea what the no. premise is, and then when somebody finally told me what the premise was, I like, oh, well, that makes sense. Okay, so it's not <laughs> he's not best friends with a dog boy or whatever. So yeah, so uh, but Eli, I'm gonna let you take it out because you're more he's best friend with a monkey. He's got with, a monkey though. <laughs> that's that's another thing that messed me up because like Commandy was friends with a dog. He's friends with a monkey. Is it the same thing? But it's not the same thing. So like, why would DC make something that's got nothing to do with? The lost boy or the last boy or whatever. But anyway, I'll, I'll let's take over Eli because you're more familiar with this tonight. I will say this Brian K. Vaughn did write this and he did write also the runaways. He created the dead and runaways is awesome. So yeah, so I give him credit on that. Comic uh, TV yes. show. I didn't see that shit. I kind of zoned out on that myself. But yeah. So yeah, yes. This was a comic written by Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, about it's basically about some disease that wipes out all the men, all the male mammals on planet earth um leaving all the women alive uh, except for one guy named yorick you know and him and his monkey are the only two males that survived this plague hence the title why the last man and it's basically because the this, y chromosome yeah the y, anybody, anything with the y chromosome yeah um so basically it turns into this dystopian futuristic uh, apocalyptic tale of you know civilization crumbling because all the men have died um and they it, you realize that men basically ran the world they were most of the politicians were males most you know construction workers were males most doctors and mechanics most statistically men had all the jobs it basically pointed out the sexism of earth you know once all the males were gone the world the women were left to rebuild um and so for a while the world is left in shambles and um politically it gets into the politics of all most of the politicians were male um and you know them rebuilding the government trying to rebuild the world um and then of course there's this one last guy who is trying to look for his fiance or this woman that he's in love with but then he's you know, gets teamed up with the secret agent and they basically try to find out why he survived and, you know, how to save the world, basically. And it's basically the a, his journey. I never finished the comic. I've only read... It's it's only 60 issues. I just looked it is up. It only, is it only... I thought it went a lot longer. I know yeah, it went it, on for a it, while. It just felt longer, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've, I probably read like maybe 20-something. I don't know. A yeah, because I, I read a few of the universe, so I was thinking yeah. about maybe getting around to it after I read Massive Kung Fu, or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I read about twenty something issues. Um, I never, but I never finished any Brian K. Vaughn shit. Never finished Saga, uh, Paper Girls. I was super into Paper Girls for a while. Never finished that. So <laughs> I just he 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 he's a world builder. He tends to drag shit out. Um, so. Now we have this show based on the comic and the show managed to drag out a Brian K. Vaughn story. Right. And that's my thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just brief. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you finish, but I just go briefly talk about, like I said, I have no, you know, familiarity with the comic at all. Like everybody's going nuts. So, so all I know is this show. 
and this show fucking sucks, man. It's boring <laughs> as hell. It was like, I don't care about any of these people in this shit, man. I don't even care about the main guy in the show. He like the worst one. And the show is about him. So I was just like, why am I watching this shit? Okay, get to the point. Get to the exciting shit. Where are the fucking, you know, women Amazon supermodels and shit? Where are they, yeah. you know? Is that in the comic? That's That's got to be a thing in the comic. Yeah, there's actually a, like a gang of like like man hating like women who want to kill all men who blame the world, all the world men for ruining the world, and they're after him. They're looking for him and want to kill the last, you know, man because he's a man, and, <laughs> and they're called yeah. the Amazons, or so their daughters are the Amazons, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you make a comment like this, that's that's got to be a, a thing. It's got to be a main thing in it. But yeah, I'm watching this was was bored out of my mind with this every now and then it was some pockets of oh that's interesting but honestly i didn't care about this show they can keep it going i don't care if you keep watching and keep reviewing it go for it adam yeah Yeah, i made it through two episodes and i was like damn this is slow maybe the next one they'll get the thing going and then i'm like damn okay they're still not getting things going you know because by issue two or three i remember shit's popping off in the comic you know? Oh really? Okay, because honestly, <laughs> this made me not want to read the comic. I'm just like the comic, like no, the, is old. the comic <laughs> is actually pretty cool. Like okay. it, it, like this is that's what the show needs to be more Mad Max and less West Wing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm just like they just stuck in this office, stuck in this office the whole time talking about what are we gonna do? No man, no man. I don't care. I don't care. Get to the plot. Yeah. Get to the point. Cut to the chase. Yeah. It basically it's him traveling, you know. They find like a scientist, this DNA scientist, and um, they're Dr. trying to Dr. figure Man. out. Yeah, Doctor Man. They they team up with her, but then there's so much other shit that happens. Like, I I, I want to say it's fast paced because the book is like it's a Brian K. Vaughn book. He's a slow burn, you know, but he does set things up where it keeps the pace. It the pace is it, it, you know it keeps it going. You know it keeps you interested. You know the yeah the Amazons the, the 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 shit going on in Israel the ash the ash, spoilers the astronauts you know <laughs> you mm-hmm. get to, you get to shit kind of quickly in the book and this is like we're three episodes in and he's just now leaving you know what I'm saying he's just right. now leaving and, on the on the on the quest or whatever you know what I mean and I so. think if people are already going to claim this a masterpiece but like they just because like I say if the book is as good as they say it are people are going to want this to be good because they're attached to it. And that's the thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's so many TV shows, like apocalyptic dystopian TV shows that, that, you know, that we've had in the recent, in recent years, you know, and this is just another one of them. It's nothing we haven't seen before. And if you haven't read the comic, you're not, it's, it's, you know, it's like, fine, this ain't as cool as Walking Dead or, you know, <laughs> or whatever, or, or Handmaid's Tale or whatever other apocalyptic dystopian TV show that's been going on in the recent years that are way better than this, you know? So I, I yeah, the com, I do recommend the comic. I, like I've never finished it just cause, you know, 60 issues, you know, damn. <laughs> 60 issues isn't that bad, yeah, I get, yeah. but no, yeah. I, oh, when you stretch it out over the year, I just remember it went on for years, you know, it's just, you know, so I just fell off it and I just never finished it. You know, like I do with so many books, you know, comics are, you got to commit comic, comic book, you know, when you follow a run, it's a relationship. You got to, you got to commit. You got to go down. 
<laughs> that, yeah, it is true. That is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when there's so much stuff going on, it's it's hard to stay faithful. Like you look at a book with 200 <laughs> runs, you're just like, do I want to get into that? But it's like TV shows also, like TV shows, you know, yeah. eight seasons of this show. Oh, you got to watch this eight season. It doesn't get good till third season. But don't yeah. worry, when they get thirsty, they get good. I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not watching this. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So comics are the yeah. same way. I mean, you it's 200 issues. It doesn't get good till issue 75 when everything, like, Fuck me. Come on, man. Yeah. You know. It's like for me, Invincible didn't get good till like what what like 12 or 14. When when did his dad turn into a dick? Whatever that was. About 13 was like, issue 13. Issue. Yeah, it was like so 12 that, issues. So, right. So it's 12 issues, one issue a month. That's a whole year. That's a whole That's year. A year. So you're reading a book a whole year when nothing yeah. happens. And people are saying, yeah. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. You gotta read it's the greatest thing ever. Don't worry about the first year of comics. <laughs> Wait to the second year, and then it gets good. Like, who the fuck wants to do that? You know. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, but the, but yeah. but why the last man? The comic gets go. It sets up what happens, and then it gets going. It it like I said, it's all about that journey, you know, Yorick's journey and all the fucked up shit he, you know, encounters along the way, you know. Um, so yeah, this like said, I don't know what like how they're they're managing to drag this out even longer. I mean, what does this show think they have like ten seasons or something? I guess they do, even though who you know, never gets gets a show that goes that long. So I don't know yeah, this doing. is three episodes in, and we're just now scraping, just now beginning to get things going. Like, come on, you know. So I wasn't that impressed, you know, with 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 this with this show. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure other would call it. A, yeah, I'm pretty sure other would call it a modern day classic. But yeah, I don't care. All right, I'm sure so, fans. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's some fans out there who will love it regardless and have that attachment to it. And, why? But, because you know, they're name dropping people that they know. Oh, that's that person. Oh, that's that person. So they're yeah. already into it. You know. So. Yeah, and it's just it's it's just like yeah, it's it's just a little slow. Like I said, they managed to drag out. They managed to make Brian K. Vaughn even slower. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's, let's get to the next thing. All right. Sticking with Hulu. Like I said, we're going to talk about Wu-Tang American uh, Saga season two. So Eli, I'm gonna let you take this also. Just see what you think about this. So did you watch any of it? You watched them, right? I was, I guess the first three, four episodes. There's four now. It's been, there's There's four four now. I may or may not have saw the fourth one. I'm not really sure. I know I saw the boat. Were they on the ferry? I don't think I saw that one. Okay. Oh, okay. That was a good one. That was actually a good episode. Um, so yeah, this is the story of the Wu Tang, the Wu Tang Clan, the uh, the the hip hop group, super group, um, very influential. Um, and there's this is a the the story of their life, um, their biopic, so to speak. Um, and so this this is we're on season two now. Now things are starting to happen. Things are starting to pick up. I'm actually digging this season a lot more than the first one. The first season I felt like went way too, way back into their past. Um, You know, before they had their names, the old beef setting up, you know, you know, what, you know, all their old, you know, their old grimy days and stuff. We got to see them all coming up. And, um, but now season two, we're finally see, the Wu Tang starting to take shape. They're getting their names. Their their songs are start, starting. To, you're getting to see where some of their songs are coming from. Um, the the clan is finally starting to take shape. So that's what I'm digging. As a fan, I'm into this new season a lot more. Um, 
So yeah, we get to see, uh, you know, we, we left off last season where Riza went on the run after, you know, shooting that one thug dude that was out to get him. And then he right. went and hit out in Ohio for a while. Um, and then he got into some shit out there and he almost did some t- where he shot somebody in self-defense and almost did time for it. That's actually, I I've heard about that. That actually happened where he, he was looking at like, like 20 years or whatever. Um, and then he got off and that's when he's just like, okay, I'm turning my life around. We're going to do, take music seriously. And that's when that was like the turning point for him. So that's where we're at in the show. He's it's Riz's turning point. He's like, I'm going to start this hip hop group. I'm going to take this music seriously. Let's do this thing for real. He turns his name from Rakim to Riza, ruler zigzag Ziggala. That's where he, you know, the, Nation of Islam, he started getting all those beliefs from Jizza and all that. So we're starting to see it all take shape. He start, the, the, the seeds are being planted now for the Wu-Tang Clan. And, and I'm digging it. I, I'm, I'm catching, you know, as a, a fan of their music, I'm catching all the little references and stuff. You know, um, Ghostface, uh, when he plays that beat for All That I Got Is You, that one episode. And says, right, and Ghostface. You know, yeah. Just to be here, like, just do whatever you're going to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. You can have this. You do whatever you want. Well, I need a drum beat. He's like, no, don't even put drums to it. And that song doesn't have drums to it. And it's one of Ghostface's classic jams. Uh, kind of makes you misty eyed when you listen to it. <laughs> right. Because he like really talking about some, some real stuff on there. So, yeah. yeah. Ghostface had that intimate, got an intimate style. He had a very personal. Intimate and, and he was way a storyteller. Of, he was a storyteller. Yeah, very, too. very, very, yeah. Visual, very you know. Personal way. He he expressed a lot of personal shit in his songs, and you can tell. And they get you emotional. I mean, I'll admit, I've I've gotten, like like I said, I get a little misty listening to a couple of his jams, you know. Because yeah. um, so all I got cool. is you, like, you don't even need a video for that. You can just listen to it, and it's just yeah. like, the song, tell, you can see it. You could see it yeah. in the song. Yeah, it, it's 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 uh yeah, it, it, it hits you in the feels, you know. <laughs> and he's done that, but he's done that a few times, you know. Um yeah. that seeing debt like um the scene where Meth and Deck were talking about superheroes and <laughs> Meth and Man was like fuck Batman. <laughs> right. I don't <laughs> fuck with DC cool. comics anyway, you know. So like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even fuck with DC comics, you know. <laughs> that was cool and um uh yeah watching they were that scene where they're watching eight diagram pole fighter which is an like old he with his mom was watching and yeah. she was breaking down the, the story yo so. yeah there's the, a classic shaw brothers kung fu movie which another influential movie for the rizza they even named one of their albums eight diagrams um so yeah that was cool and then the last episode where they're on the ferry uh there's an episode i won't spoil anything it's just rizza gets together with divine his brother Ghostface, and then Power and Raekwon, who were from, they were rival gangs, and he's basically right. trying to get them to squash the beef and start this. And it's it's a it's a cool episode. It it takes place on the ferry. They're all stuck on this boat. They're on they're stuck on the Staten Island the Staten ferry. Staten Island ferry. Yeah. And they're it's basically you know them trying to have a Godfather sit down type thing, you know. Um, and it, it was it was really cool. I really dug it, you know. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really digging this new season, you know, as a fan okay. of the Wu Tang, just you know, getting all the references and stuff. Okay, can can I say what my my piece? Just say what I got to say about that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think my mic is in the camera. 
Oh, it's not. Anyway, yeah. So first season, Eli, honestly, I thought it was kind of a letdown for me. Mm-hmm. And and going into this one, I was just like, I don't know what to expect in this season two. But yeah, season one was let down for me. Reason because the reason I got into this show because I thought it sold me on okay, it's gonna be the whole music aspect of it about how they came together, how they came with the song. And this season two is starting to become more and more like that. But it felt like the first season felt more like it was preoccupied with trying to be in a knockoff power, snowfall, wire, black sopranos clone that we've seen much better shows doing what yeah. they're trying to do on this show. And let's be honest, that shit wasn't accurate. Like some shit was accurate, but a lot of shit they would just make it up on the fly, just throwing that shit in there. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was just like, what, what are you doing? Give me a show about Wu-Tang, about how the, about the music process gets me. And I almost wanted to just drop this show, but every now and then there are pockets of it that really said that the first last episode in the in season finale season one really got me when they got together and they did that freestyle together, or even mm-hmm. how Rizzo was breaking down the Kung Fu movie, but he was narrating the Kung Fu movie himself. I like, see this, this is what I'm looking for. Give me something that nobody else is doing. Make it Wu-Tang instead of just yeah. another knockoff, you know, power snowfall. And I, and I get it because those shows are super popular. Everybody watches them, but I don't want a clone show because I don't watch those shows. Yeah. You know, <laughs> give me give me something else, you know. Yeah. But now that they're starting to get more into the music aspect of it and deal with that, now I'm starting to get more and more into the show. So we'll see. Like I said, yeah. the first season rubbed me the wrong way, but the second season, I'm trying to see where it's going to go. So see if my yeah. opinion changes. Yeah, it was. It was kind of like I, I, you know, just trying to like, yeah, it was just trying to be another crime drama. And I was like, I right. want to see more of that. Like, yeah, I heard about Rakim, like Prince Rakim and all that shit. And, you know, Jizza doing Come Do Me. And when they were signed, all those, like, you know, the pop hip hop shit, you know, and they were trying to market them to like as a pop crowd. Right. And it went way too long into that. <laughs> like, I, like, get to the gritty shit, get to the Wu-Tang, get to, the, you know, that's what I was waiting for. Now this season, they are. So, I mean, that's they promise. They said at the beginning of the season, he's going to be Rakim. At the end of the season, he'll be uh, he'll be Rizzo. So, yeah. So, we'll we'll see how it goes from there. So, all right, can we move to the next part of the section? I mean, next yeah. part of – okay. So, now we get into the video game section. Uh, this weekend – well, this week. Actually, not even this weekend. This week, this Monday, that PlayStation had a showcase where they released all the games they got coming out for 2022 and 2023 and all stuff like that. Bunch of no-name shit I've never heard of and probably won't even play. But there was some shit that did catch my attention uh, because they did announce two Marvel games because Insomniac, the same people that made Spider-Man, are making Spider-Man 2. So, and Miles Morales, is it out? Is it two-player? Is it one-player? We don't know. Uh, and Venom has been confirmed as being one of the villains in the game, which he was teased in the first game also. And the narration of the game sounded like it might have been Craven the Hunter, maybe. So that's two villains confirmed already spider-man right <laughs> so yeah but they actually, yeah so they released a picture of venom we are venom so venom is on there i think it might not be eddie brock i think it might be harry osborne in that but you know we'll see another quick picture of like i said it's going to be miles Morales and peter in there uh and another game they announced also was wolverine so they're oh, making yeah, a wolverine yeah. game yeah is it going to be m-rated i think they're hinting at that it might be uh, I'm not gonna play the trailer because I think they uh I think it had like a red band on it, so I'm not gonna play it because I want to get the show flagged or whatever. So, but yes, yeah, so Insomniac and Wolverine, uh, uh, Spider-Man and Wolverine. So these are both PlayStation exclusive games. 
you know. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm excited. But wait, Eli, there's more. Ooh. That's just Insomniac. So now we got to talk about the biggest game that everybody was talking about, uh, God of War 2. Or God of War Ragnarok. That's the name of it. So they say it's not going to be a trilogy. It's going to be just that one game. It's just they made the first game. It's going to be a second part of the game. And it's going to be it. So just knocking out some stuff real quick, showing what we got. Like I said, you got Kratos. You got Atreus. If you watched the last game, spoiler alert, this is Loki. So uh, Freya, you know, the the witch. uh, Murmur, he's a thing. Brock, he's a thing. Sindri, he's a thing. Oh, this got a lot of people upset also. So this is Angrobroda, I think a name, what you want to call it. So in Norse mythology, she's the mother of monsters. You know, all them weird ass kids that look ahead and shit like that. That's their mom. Fenris. And yeah, so basically he cheated on his wife to go to Jotunheim. She wasn't a black chick. Of course, she was like some big giant monster and shit like that. And that's that's what you got from there. So, of course, you know, the usual crowd, the peanut gallery. Over that, even though we got blue people, monsters, and a headless dude make a black chick with dreads, that's when they lose their shit. So, yeah. Uh, but that's not the biggest thing. I don't know who Derlin is. This is the biggest thing, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Thor. <laughs> so Thor has been confirmed, even though he was hinted at the last game, even though he was like a, a, a special ending where they just showed his hammer. Now Thor is in the game. People are freaking out. Oh, how does that Thor look like Thor? In those mythology. This is actually what Thor is supposed to look like. Red hair, not Hemsworthy or whatever. You know, he's <laughs> supposed to look, you know, big sack of shit that just beats the shit out of everybody. So that's what Thor looks like. So uh, people are comparing it. They're saying, oh, they, they ripped off the in-game version of Thor. Like, no, <laughs> they just, the in-game has actually got Thor right by accident. That's all, you know. And back when Jack Kirby and Stanley was making Thor in their 60s Marvel comics, they wanted to separate him. They want their Thor to look like this. You know, they wanted Thor to look like a superhero. And superheroes didn't look like that. Or they don't look like that now. Hell, he's the bad guy <laughs> of the game. So, yeah. So, that's the thing. So, um, I'm excited, Eli. Like I said, technically, Sony is dropping three Marvel games. I'm saying that's a Marvel game. I don't give a fuck. God of War is a Marvel game. Because <laughs> it got Thor in it and everybody else in there. And you got Spider-Man. You got Wolverine. But guess what, Eli? Nobody can still find PS5s. So, who the hell's going to be playing this shit? Well, for even if I do find one, I don't know if I want to spend like a thousand dollars on it either. <laughs> <laughs> right. You gotta spend money on the system, then all those games and the yeah. DLC. So yeah. They'll probably be on PS4 anyway. So yeah. You can't even find those anymore right now. You know, so <laughs> I don't know. Eli, we forgot a topic. The topic did that we? you want to talk about. We did. did My fault. Huh. I skipped over one because like I said, this is your show. This is your show. Is it? So it is. So like I said, we want to talk about this. <laughs> yo, yo, boy. Now, this is your boy. I, I say that sarcastic a lot of times, but this is your boy. <laughs> um, so, I guess, sure. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm going to step back. I know you want to get your hell years out of the way and stuff like that. So, go go ahead. Go ahead with it. So I may or I may guess, not chime in, but yeah. Well, I, I, I so, what's his name? Denis Villeneuve? Whatever. The director. The oh. director of Dune. Um... And the last Blade Runner movie, which was lo- looked awesome, but was boring as shit. And what was that Alien movie he did with Sandra Bullock? Mm. That was looked awesome, and that was boring as shit. I don't think it was Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I think it was. Uh... Oh, Amy Adams. Amy yeah. Adams. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, anyway, 
so he made he's he they he was doing an interview and he was asked about what he thought about the Marvel movies and he told them what he thought and uh, yeah he thinks that they're they're just a, a factory putting out a product you know a, a you know a cut and paste product you know a factory movie that, that they're just putting out a homogenized factory toy or whatever. He's made it. He's at the cool kids table. Yeah. So, <laughs> Scorsese like, come on, come on to the table. You know. So, you know, and of course the comments lit up, you know, comic nerds, oh, crying like they do and whatever. It's just, you know, he, they asked him, he does that, you know, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. So. so it's Scorsese all over again, but I don't know. Um, yeah, everybody gets. Oh, Eli, I thought you were gonna give it to me, man. I thought you. Were, I, I, I don't. I just thought it was kind of kind of funny. Everyone, <laughs> you know, they, they every time this topic gets brought up, <laughs> right? They, they, like, who is this guy? Who what is this guy? Doing, you know, uh, dude, I'm not gonna see that movie. That movie's gonna suck, and ah, nah, 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 and all that shit. So, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's what he said. So, <laughs> okay. So some guy that. Said Marvel sucked. Okay, cool. All yeah. right. So let's talk more about these comic books <laughs> made by Marvel. So, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so like I said, this is comic book bullies where we talk about comic books. And Eli, I know you had a light week. I had a busy week. So I guess, yeah. Yeah. yeah so let's just start off with the book that I was going to do. I'll just start off with mine first and I'll let you jump in. Uh, but yeah, we're going to start off with X Men Part Two Trial of Magneto. So yeah, we can talk about that one, go from there. Uh, and we're just gonna just jump into it. So let me see if I can get that. Ooh. All right. So basically, what's going on right now is that Scarlet Witch is dead. Wanda's dead, and everybody thinks that Magneto did it. Uh, and the X Men got into a big fight with Magneto last time, but it turns out that uh, he may or may not have done it, or Scarlet Witch may or may not even be alive. Uh, be dead. Is it a thing? We don't know. I mean, we know she was gonna come back anyway, but we know she was gonna come back in the exact same issue where they killed her. You know. So, but yeah, but that's what's going on right now. So the last issue, they knocked uh, uh, Magneto out. And while he's out, uh, they're trying to basically rummage through his brain to see if he slips up and tells people that, yeah, I'm the one that killed Wanda. So when he when he gets there, um, he's walking around. He's just like, look, Charles, I know you're there. You're not going to get any information out of me. I'm not that dumb. Uh, even without my helmet, I'm still strong enough to stop you. And it turns out that the reason he found out they were there because of Hope. Because Hope says, oops, my bad. I'm, I'm not as strong as Professor X. Hope Summers is Cable's daughter and Cyclops and Jean Grey's grandparent, granddaughter, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, she says that, uh, why are we torturing Magneto? Like, no, we're not torturing him. Yeah, you're torturing him. You're, you're putting him under to get information out of him under a forced co confession. That's torture. You know, before they can do that, uh, he was like, why didn't you call like the other ones, like Jean Grey or Emma Frost or some of the big uh, big telepaths that are stronger than me? I couldn't do that because they have other things to take care of. And then you see the X-Men greeting the Avengers. The Avengers have come to record. And they were like, oh, shit. So they got this big standoff going on right now. So what's going to go down between, between them? They just hug it out. They just say, sorry for your loss. They knew what Wanda meant to the Avengers and stuff like that. They basically called the Avengers here so they can get Wanda's body. You know, that's the main thing. So, while they're doing all that, they go there. While they're walking to Wanda's body, they're trying to make sure that they don't actually show them the five and that they have the cure for, uh, they have the cure for resurrection. Because the X-Men have been hiding that fact 
from everybody. And basically, um, uh, which one mutant? Gene Gray. Gene Gray says that, well, I mean, if they find it, I'll just erase their mind, but I'd rather not do that. But it turns out they didn't have to because another mutant was way ahead of them. And it turns out it was Emma Frost in a bathing suit. So, of course, when that happens, Tony Stark goes in the full, you know, attack mode. He's like, hey, what's going on? You remember, you know, I'm a billionaire, right? You know, so she ignores him, walk past him. But it turns out that she's actually the whole uh, bathing suit thing is a is a ruse. It's it's not real. The, the resurrection chamber is actually right behind them with the Stephanie Cuckoos, with a hundred other X-Men behind them. But she's like brain shielding the Avengers so they can't see it. All they see is her in a bathing suit and that's it, you know. So when they get to it, while all that is going on, uh, yeah, expect I don't care about the X-Factor. Uh, Wanda, she's still alive doing some weird shit. So here's the thing. Hope Summers. She's talking about she was all weak and shit like that. She's in the room by herself because Professor X left to go do something else. She walks in and tells, and she makes Magneto wake up. You know, wake your ass up. And she was like, all right, it's time to get up. Whatever you do, make sure the Avengers don't get Wanda's body. And he's like, wait, what are you talking about? And she was like, I told you, make sure they don't get Magneto's body. So she possessed So she was acting like she was all weak and shit at first. Now she's brainwashing Magneto. So she's way stronger than what she was saying before. And why does she not want the Avengers to get uh, Wanda's body? And also one of her powers is that she can mimic other people's body uh, powers. So if Magne- Mag- magnetism did kill Wanda, it might be her. So they're really trying to put a red herring on her. So yeah, go past that. The Avengers, uh, you know, talk and stuff like that, but it doesn't really matter because that's when Magneto shows up and tries to uh take over the basically try to go in there and get Wanda's body he's just like i want the avengers to leave krakoa now so while they're doing that iron man's like i'm about to go out there don't worry my suit is magnet proof i can't get him you know and he's just like look i'll give y'all guys 10 minutes to handle the situation if you don't i will so that's when lorna goes out there and attacks him and she's and basically she built this whole structure where they're at right now and she basically magnetized the whole thing and then the x-men attacking them uh and then or x-factor don't care oh yeah then the avengers get into it they're like yeah we i know we're gonna wait 10 minutes we didn't feel like it so the avengers jump in they fight and wasp smacks uh magneto and then magneto like grabs captain america's shield he's like yeah i'll take that smacks iron man with it grabs vision because he's all metal and throws him at the ground so this is why the avengers don't fight magneto so yeah so then he's like who's next and then that's when uh north star's husband shows up and magneto grabs him and he's like leave kakura right now or i'm gonna kill this guy and he's like no he's an innocent no he's a human i don't care about him you know uh so then that's when north star is just like avengers get the fuck out <laughs> you know i'm trying to make sure he didn't get hurt uh and that's when magneto just says fine don't go for wanda I kill Wanda. I'm the one that did it. Arrest me right now. Take me with you. Because he basically don't want them to get to the body. That's when Wanda flies down and just says, no, you didn't. (laughs) She was like, because I'm still here. And then uh, Mystique is hiding in the bush. She's just like, well, that's interesting. So Wanda touches down and just kisses Vision. Wanda Vision. Wanda Vision. And it's a book. So, yeah. So is it Wanda? Is it a fake Wanda? Is it a scroll? Is it another mutant? Is it a uh, a vision? Who knows? Anyway, 
she's not dead. But it kind of takes the fun out of it when they bring Wanda back like immediately. Like at least let it die for like two months or something, a month, <laughs> a, two weeks, something. She, she, was, she, she wasn't like, dead. In, she wasn't even dead in the last issue. She, came she back narrated the last issue. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so yeah, this you had a cool story. It could be a cool story. Now just like, well, what's the point? I don't know because he didn't kill anybody. So anyway, All double right, so, jeopardy. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So so what you got next? All right, since we're all Marvel, I guess I'll do the Fantastic Four, number 35, the 60th anniversary. Cool. Yes. Where is that? Uh, Not there. So this is a this is a big, thick, girthy book. 80 over 80 pages of book. Um, yeah. What is it kind of like a like an anthology where it's just like a whole bunch of different stories and stuff? And- kind of not really it it, it, it's structured like that it's one long story but it's kind of like an anthology because here's the thing i know i know everybody hates dan slot but dan slot is good enough to make a long ass story like this that's on the fly because remember he did it with spider-man 800 that was an 80 page long ass story and that shit was awesome yeah yeah but yeah so um so yeah, this is. Ba- I, I mean, I'm not current on the Fantastic Four run, so I don't know what's going on. But um, basically, the Kangs, Kangs. Oh, it's a Kang story. Uh. It's a Kang story. The Kangs, the Council of Kangs. There's like Immortus. There's a, a regular Kang, and another Kang, and then another Kang. There's like four of them. You know, hence the Fantastic Four. They're after this um, weapon, this ultimate prize. And they're like, okay, what we're going to go do, we're going to go back and get pieces of this ultimate, this weapon, this ultimate weapon and different, you know, during different time periods of the Fantastic Four's life. So that's basically what it is. Every, it's a, and that's where you get the, the one story. Everybody gets a story. One king goes back to when they first got together back in the 60s. One guy goes back to them, oh. you know, when present day and, another, you know, so different times, each Kang goes back to different time periods of the Fantastic Four's life in sort of as a celebration of 60 years of the Fantastic now, now Four. Now, that's clever. That's clever. <laughs> yeah. That's clever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, but of course, um, Reed is on to him. The last, the last Kang, his name was Scion, I guess. Was that his name? Scion or something like that. Turns out it was Reed all along. He was disguising himself. He was ahead of them, knew what was going on, disguised himself as a Kang, and um, brought back the ending battle was Reed and the Fantastic Four brought back the old Fantastic Four to fight the the Kangs. Yeah, Yeah, and so it's like, you know, like, you know, young and old Fantastic Fours all coming together and fighting and kicking the shit out of the Kangs. And then the, t- the TVA shows up, of course, because they're the hot shit right now. And they arrest all the Kangs. And it turns out the, the, the weapon that they were getting was some sort of communication device with a message from Reed's dad okay. saying, that he had a, has a, saying that he has a sister. And, oh, uh, no. To be continued. So then that sets up the next, the rest of the, you know, the oncoming book, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit okay so um yeah i mean it's it is it's just a celebration of 
Fantastic Four. We see, you know, these Kangs going back to different time periods. Um, and yeah, that's pr pretty much all it is. It's nothing spectacular. It's nothing, you know, wow, fantastic. It's it's just if you're a fan, you know, you know, that's all it is. It's it's let's let's give the Fantastic Four their props, and that's basically what it does. And here's a variant cover, which your boy John Romita Jr. Um, <laughs> he didn't draw this, did he? Like the 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 art, he he drew some of it, yeah. Um, uh. but here, this this cover's dope. Is this Alex that covers dope? Yeah, that, that yeah. this is yeah, pretty I think, fucking I think it dope. Is a, yeah, that's like poster. That's wall worthy. That's pretty dope. Right yeah, they should have him do it. Just stretch it out. I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, three out of five was I. Right. Yeah, and it was eighty. It was like over eighty pages. So this wore me out. That's why I didn't read much. <laughs> I mean, that is a that's a whole book or two of stuff. Just split like up four, into two. Like it's like four books. Yeah, it's like four, you should four. just did like one section at a time. Like okay, part two. We're gonna do this part three. Yeah. So, Here's the yeah. thing. I got a book this week that beats that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, as far as length. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, the next book I'm going to do is The Last Annihilation, Wakanda, number one. This is a one-shot. This is a one-shot okay. book. Oh, uh, Like I said, we haven't been reviewing The Last Annihilation, anything like that, but it's the whole thing about, you know, Amortis and... I'm sorry, not Amortis. No, that's your book you just Annihil did. Annihilus. Uh, no, no, not Annihilus. Dormammu. Really? Yeah. Dormammu. Oh, the whole book is about Dormammu. Yeah. Yeah. D Dormammu is trying to take over. He's trying to take over space. Oh, you know? I so did not know whole... that. Yeah. I thought it was a so, Guardians a Guardians thing or something. It, it is a Guardians I'm, thing. Let's, I'm yeah. not, yeah, I'm not current on that Guardians run. So I did I I, I that, I that's what that whole Guardians thing is right now. So they're yeah. fighting Dormammu. That's what that's what this is. Okay. Know? Yeah. And basically all the space people and shit like that are crossing over. Because you know. Because of Tennessee Coast's last run, now Wakanda is in that space shit bullshit, whatever you know. So since they got to do that, this is their problem too. So that's what the whole book is about. So the book, like I said, notice it's not called Black Panther; it's called Wakanda because T'Challa is actually not the protagonist of this book. It's Mbaku. Okay. So yeah, but you got to remember that Mbaku isn't the same Mbaku that used to be the Black Panther bad guy stuff like that. This Mbaku is, you know, the space alien from the future or past. I can't remember, you know. Uh, and he did some research on where he got his name from. And then he realized that, oh, I used to be a Black Panther. My The person I got my name from used to be a Black Panther. Been like, oh, that's, that's screwed up. Now, since Indijaka died, their previous emperor, uh, his daughter is now orphan. And Mbaku is raising the daughter. And she calls him Uncle Mbaku. The Dormalaji are training her, you know, all this stuff like that. So... You know, they're just living on like a Wakanda in on Earth, planet Earth, and just like that. Meanwhile, the whole Dread Dormammu bullshit going on right now. Like I said, Sword Abigail Brand is trying to recruit the the Wakandan Empire to try to help out. Like the Shi'ar Empire is about to fall; they don't want anybody's help. But we need y'all. If you Wakandans can help out, we really appreciate it. So it's like okay, but here's the thing: uh, T'Challa's is like, I want to help out, but I can't. I got other shit I got to deal with. What other shit you got to deal with? Find out in Black Panther number one coming in November. Dun, dun, dun. You know, written by uh, John Ridden. David Ridden? John Ridden? Whatever guy's name is. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that guy. So anyway, while they're going over, he's like, that's okay. I can't do it, but I got a guy that can do it. So that's when he goes back to, uh, you know, Wakanda Prime, which is what they call Wakanda on Earth. 
uh, and he sees Mbaku just sitting on the, you know, the Panther Mound. He's in the, the Vibranium Mounds. And basically, Wakaja, uh, T'Challa's trying to tell him, I need you to go to space and say the Shi'ar. You're like, okay, sure, whatever. And he just goes, you know. He goes, but he didn't go by himself, you know. He goes with the team. So apparently, the Wakandas have their own Avengers, I guess. I got to show you this shit. They got, okay, I'm going to show you the Wakandan Avengers. Where are they? Fuck. Oh, yeah, and he talks to, uh, you know, the uh, Indijaka's daughter. She called him Uncle Mbaku. And basically, it's like, are you going back to space? Like, my dad, when he came back and turned, like, venom and shit like that, when you go to space, please don't come back a monster. You know, and it's this foreshadowing, you know, and because the monster is, like, on two different levels. Not, like, just a monster, like a monster, but, like, you know, like, going, like, Vietnam. And you come back, you don't come back the right way. You know, kind of like that, you know. And he's wearing the old Jabari tribe Mbaku suit. So, here we go. The Wakandan Avengers. So you got Mbaku, you got Shuri, T'Challa can go with you, and you got her boyfriend, Manifold, who's been an Avenger, who's been an X-Man. Actually, he's an X-Man now. Who's been a SWORD member, who's been a SHIELD member. He, he's been everything, you know. And Vibraxis. I think he's a mutant or some shit. I don't know. He's from Wakanda, I know that. So they, they go to space, you know. Oh, and uh, like I said, Manifold and Shuri are things. She's just like, look, this is our first date. You better take me on a real date after this, you know. And they go to Shi'ar. But the thing about Shi'ar is that they hate the Wakandans. Not the, the Earth Wakandans, the Space Wakandans. Because Indijaka tried to, you know, conquer them, you know. So they think it's the same Wakandans coming in trying to get them. So that's when Manifold shows up and they go to war and they start fighting. You got Gladiator, supposed to be like Marvel Superman. And that's when Deathbird shows up and she's just like, you get the hell up out of here. I don't want any you know, Wakandans here fighting us, you know. Oh, and you and you got the Imperial Guard who kicked their ass back in the 80s, but nobody ever mentions that anymore, but it's a thing that happened. Uh, and well, there, let's get the Death Birds. So Death Birds is like, Wakandans, get the hell out of here. I don't want anything to do with y'all. She's like, no. And, and Baku's like, I'm, we're not those Wakandans. That was in the Jaka. We fought them just like y'all fought them. You know, we, there's a whole new thing. So, and that's when they fight. Anyway, let's get to the end uh basically <laughs> what they do yeah yeah they just fight 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 and they it turns out the mindless ones you know dormammu's you know minions and shit like that they take over the moon i can't find a picture of the moon so they take over the moon and so what the condens do is that the same thing that uh they tried to conquer the shiar with they use it to you know to encase the shiar planet but they thinking that the the Shi'ar thinking that the Wakandans are basically using this as an excuse to try to take over the planet, but they really do is trying to protect them. So when they protect them and they do all this stuff like that, but anyway, they get the ass kick, and right before they get the ass kick, boom, guess who shows up? T'Challa and Storm. Like we're here to help. So they help out, they help fix the shield, the space thing around the Shi'ar planet. Uh they fix it, and yeah, that's it. So anyway, the whole point of what happened was is that going forward. The Shi'ar and Wakandas are now on good terms. The, the war, the, the beef between them is over. And in the Jaka and, I'm sorry, not in Jaka, T'Challa and Mbaku have a conversation. And T'Challa just said, look, I got to deal with Earth, uh, Wakanda on Earth. I want you to be my eyes and ears in space. You run the Wakandan Empire. I guess it's you. Bye. And that's the book. Very long book, very lengthy book. It was a very entertaining book. I just kind of just flew through it because it was like fighting, 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 fighting. But still enjoyed it. Like I said, this was the guy. Oh, Ricky Big. There we go. Okay. All right. So 
yeah like i said i i had fun with the book it was just i just tried to just keep it short because it was a long lengthy book also in its own right like i said it was a one shot and you can read this without knowing all about the mindless ones and dormammu and all that other bullshit because they, they fill you in pretty quickly even on teeny hits coast run they kind of fill you in quickly about what's going on so yeah so uh cool yeah yeah so what, what you got next um i'll guess well the only other book i read was uh batman 89 Okay, I actually read this, but I, I'll let you I'll take over now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Spoiler alert, this book was awesome. I thought it was awesome, me personally. Yeah, it was. It was good. I know, I'm digging this book. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this is uh, number two in the the, bat, the, the, the Tim Burton Batman movie-verse. Um, so, we have... Uh, so it picks up right where like the last issue left off, where um, what was it the the like the the cops or whatever ambushed uh, Batman and they accidentally shoot a, a kid or a dude. That was the kid that he was uh trying to capture himself, but he just yeah got he quick. he yeah. yeah he was uh, robbing to feed the kid, feed the baby or whatever, and then he got killed. Um, this you know um, this sets off a bunch of protests down in the. It, what's it called? Not Brownsville. Burnside. What's it called? Burnside. Burnside. Um, yeah. So it's got like a you know kind of a social current event sort of theme going on. Um, you know, Black they're, Lives they're pro- matter. Yeah, it's, they're, it's they're all there. Yeah. yeah, they're protesting. You know, the the shooting of this uh, kid, this unarmed kid. Batman, of course, feels guilty about it. Um, Alfred basically tells him, you know, hey, maybe some some heroes don't always wear capes right and, um like batman uh, can't solve this problem maybe bruce wayne can yeah solve um so Which yeah shit so he, we've been saying the whole time <laughs> yeah so basically uh he you know then of course harvey dent is involved too you know billy d williams is harvey dent he is uh trying to you know you know uh contribute to the neighbor his old neighborhood of course, he gets a little, you know, side-eyed from some of them, telling he's a sellout. He don't, you know, live in the hood no more and all that shit. Um, but he does, you know, make a speech. And um, Bruce Wayne is inspired by the speech and basically says, hey, you know, I'm going to help out every kid in Burnside. I'm going to get, I'm going to buy them all college scholarships. Full ride to whatever college or technical school they want to go to. Um, so, cause you know, he feels guilty about what's been happening. He's trying to make a change. Um, and of course some of them are like, oh, he probably owns the schools and all that shit. Yeah. He's <laughs> got some kind of, yeah. Which way, Hey, they do that shit all the time. They do. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, people get shit donated and they're like, these ain't Nikes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, they're right for thinking that. I, I don't even mind for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, Harvey's like, "Hey, he's a good guy. He wants to help." Uh, of course, then um, what happened? there's a fire, right? What, what what's going on? Oh, Catwoman shows up. So Catwoman, Selena Kyle, so Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman from Returns shows up, mm-hmm. and she uh, who is she chasing? I forget. She was oh, she was chasing those those robbers. So yeah, there's a scene with Robin, uh, Marlon Wayne's Robin gets into a fight with these like this Batman gang. And um, he beats them up. They were trying to rob a store. And then they that's where he gets his name. They call him Robin. Now, and that, that was a social commentary, too, also, because, remember, they was patrolling the streets. They went to 
the Burnside neighborhood, knowing they don't fit in with the neighborhood, they're like, you know what? Let's start looting and blame it on them. Yeah. And I was like, that was okay. I, I see what you're doing, uh, comic, you know. Yeah, yeah, which happens. You know, there's footage, yep. you know, last year, B- B- Twin Cities here, there's footage. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Which owned you, right. <laughs> and, and, and it got removed. All that footage got removed. <laughs> right. So you, you live in Gotham City, Eli. You, you get it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was sharing all that shit. Now you go to my timeline, this, this content is no longer available. <laughs> Right. So people reading this comic, oh, that shit doesn't happen. It doesn't... Fake news. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so yeah, so the Robin or Marlon or no, his name is Richard Drake. So yep. it's like not Tim Drake and not Dick Grayson, it's Dick Drake. Yeah, Richard Drake, is that his name? I think that is his name. I think yeah. I, I know they kept calling him Drake. I didn't remember his first name, but yeah, they kept calling him. I think Drake. it's Richard. So it's Dick and yeah. Drake. So uh One so guy. yeah, he beats up those cops, but then Catwoman follows them into a, the garage or something, and then the, the fire starts. Um because they then, find out who he is, they find out his real name. So yeah, and then they start a fire at the garage where Drake hangs out at. Um, they're like, Oh shit, Drake's in that garage, and then Harvey runs in to go save him but then there's an explosion and he falls on the ground he's all fucked up and then some like battery acid or whatever starts draining towards his face on the floor so this is pretty much we know where this is leading he is becoming he's going to become harvey two-face um and that's where the book ends and yeah i'm i'm loving this I, i i'm a big i love i still love those burton movies and this is right back in the vein of those of the the, the spirit of those birds. But but you can tell they did some tweaks. The, a lot of yeah. the social commentary would not have been in that movie if they made this in that third third movie. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, none of that shit would have been. <laughs> none of that. The, the, the protest book is a little that. woke. The book is a little woke, but you know what? Yeah. I'm I'm go- I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know. But it, it is bringing up those conversations that yes, we keep having about batman about you know if batman were real he's no fun but if he right. was then he he would do a lot better as bruce wayne because than... batman is barely in this book yeah if you no. really think about it he's barely in it no he <laughs> so. takes a high like even alfred says he's gone on hiatus like after that kid gets shot he feels guilty right because the police batman. were shooting for shooting at batman and the kid kind of straight it was like oops you know yeah uh even yeah. other little things, and also like, man, when they mentioned code switching, I was like, oh, who's writing this? That's why I was like, who's writing it? How do they even know about code switching? You know, <laughs> yeah, in eighty nine, and they not, nobody that wasn't even a term, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he was talking about setting up a network, so they're they're establishing that this the, the internet. Is, yeah, that yeah, he's he like try, he would try to create the internet. Yeah, this. he's like a hacker. He's a tech whiz, you know. Um, but also, like when they're talking about when he when he faces the the Batman gang, and he's like, "Batman don't mean shit to me," meaning that Batman never comes down to this neighborhood. Batman doesn't help us out. That's why he's this doing shit, what he's we've doing. We've been talking about the whole time. It's honestly, it's like the guy that writing this book sat there, listen to our podcast, and just like, <laughs> okay, these are what I'm going to make this book about. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. Like, even in fact, when they call him Robin, he was like. Uh, he was robbing the store. Bam! What did you say? He was robbing. Bam! Say it again. What'd you say? <laughs> you know. So was he, so he got his name Robin because they kept saying he was robbing the store. You know, or like Robin Hood, something like that. You know. So yeah, I thought yeah. that was pretty pretty good. 
So yeah, yeah, man, Robin I, in the hood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm I'm digging the hell out this book, man. I'm loving it. You know, yeah, I know Goldman wrote these week. books off of just like frivolous foo foo shit, like that Superman '83 or whatever, like that. Like th- this isn't that. Not to me. They actually, you know, putting in work and actually really doing something with this book. I feel. Yeah, it's too bad that these did like that. It didn't get made, but I think it. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if it yeah, did get made, it would be nothing it, like this. Yeah, I, I it would think. be. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, Warner Brothers took took uh, the the franchise away from Burton, you know, because after the second one, because Burton made it too dark and he cared more about the villains than he did Batman, and they're like, okay, we got toys to sell. We're you know, you're not, we're not, we're gonna give. the franchise of someone else you know and then it became the schumacher verse and it this big fluffy right. broadway show and you know no one like that and then we had nolan so but but yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm liking this because i've always been a fan of that the burton verse i like the i'm gonna I'm defend schumacher i'm gonna defend schumacher for a second i know it's <laughs> it's blasphemous to do that schumacher was just making the 60 tv show that's all with a big budget yeah everybody knocks him for that that's all he was doing yeah, like we, we got Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jim Carrey doing shit. They were literally playing the '60s show, but just in the new '90s aesthetic. That's all. So, yeah. and then people want to throw him under the bus for doing that, because as far as that, he nailed that. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I think but, it was just like story wise. I remember he ripped off the cartoon with Two Face. Like the same and, and Mr. Freeze and Mr. Freeze. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was just basically like that. Off that, the, in, that the origin for Mr. Freeze didn't even exist in the comics until the TV show. Yeah, so, yeah. and he took that. And I mean, like I remember when Two Face flips his coin and Batman throws all the other coins in the air and fucks them up. I'm like, that's right out of the cartoon. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely did that. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So my last book, my last book to do is another Batman book. I try not to load everybody up with Batman books, but. Oh damn! I didn't. I didn't do it. Oh well, doesn't matter. We'll, we'll keep going from there. So the book I'm going to do is Batman: The World. Did you? Oh, I got this. Yeah. You <laughs> bought did. this? It was free. What was it free? It was free. Why did you pay for it? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't pay for it, but it was on DC Universe. So I was okay. like, okay, because I. But I, honestly, I thought I saw like sixteen dollars somewhere. I don't know where I saw that, but I, maybe I'm just making that shit about. No, Comicsology was free. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that. So yeah, but no, I didn't. I didn't pay for it. It was on DC Universe, so I decided to download for DC Universe. I just want to just briefly talk about it. Uh, Eli, did you read the whole thing through? No, not the whole thing. Okay, I didn't read the whole thing through with it, but I skimmed through it. But basically, I just want to talk about the whole premise of the book. First off, the premise of the book is basically it's just creators all around the world writing Batman stories. Yeah, he's got stories from. You know, from fan, France, from uh, Japan. you know, Japan. So it's a manga at the end. Mm-hmm. We got a Batman manga. You know, China. I thought the China story pretty interesting. The France story was pretty interesting. Uh, and then Brian, your boy Brian Azzarello, he writes the first story. Mm-hmm. You know, and he talks about you know Batman's you know greatest love, and it turns out Batman's greatest love is Gotham City. <laughs> you know, that's basically what the story is about you know but i do want to review one story because i do love uh the artwork and as that same guy that did batman damn you know with the bat dick and stuff like that yeah still still awesome uh the story not the bat dick but yeah uh but i do want to <laughs> review one book the story from paris and the story from paris was called um uh, yeah what was it called oh it's just called paris yeah okay so this book was basically like what what was in paris the the louvre is that what it's called the louvre yeah 
the love okay so yeah so catwoman is robbing the love you know she's in there and batman is trying to stop her from robbing the love the love whatever like that and then, like i said it's in france it's, it, the the whole creative team is is french you know uh and basically the point is batman is trying to stop her i'm gonna just cut to the end just get to the point of it he's like you can stop this like batman why the hell did you come all the way to paris to stop me he was like i'm trying to stop you because i'm trying to stop you for the curator finds you like i give a shit about the curator like you need to because when you find out who she is it's gonna be a fucking problem and then it turns out the curator shows up and she's like yeah you don't want me to be here because if i find you it's gonna be a problem and it turns out the curator of the live is wonder woman you know so why the hell well, are y'all uh-huh. here yeah so wonder woman <laughs> is there she like y'all are not gonna break anything in here otherwise i'm gonna break both of you batman catwoman i don't care who it is so catwoman rushes wonder woman she like okay woman is like okay yeah this this shit is crazy so catwoman grabs lasso of truth takes it from her blind uh smoke bomb blinds wonder woman shit like that and wraps up batman that's the only reason Catwoman is here. She came here to rob Woman the Woman of her last show truth to wrap up Batman. So, and then you she You know went, what? I'm yeah. like skimming through. That's not in you probably got like the full version or something cuz that's not in the book that I got. I don't uh, have I, that. I, I knew it. I knew I knew I saw a 16.99 somewhere. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's why they free, might give you like a, that a teaser. Yeah, it might be like a teaser or something like that. So. Yeah, that Japanese. No, the one I'm looking at, that's not Japanese. It's I'm looking at it. It's fucking South Korea now. Oh, the one that I'm seeing. Yeah, so I don't know. Oh, I don't even have the manga. That sounds racist <laughs> as hell. Out of content, you know. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, going back to it. Okay, so the only reason Catwoman is dead to still last her with truth because she wants to ask Batman a question. We don't hear the question. She just whispered it in his ear. And Batman's answer is yes, until my dying day. That's the that's the answer he gives. And, and Catwoman just said, now, was that too hard? And, <laughs> and that's it. And so they just visit. They just go and one woman leaves and they just walk around and they have a date in Paris. And that's it. See, that's, that's it. Other shit happens. I'm, it, like I said, it's a bunch of other stories. You got stories from Spain, from Mexico. Batman goes to all these countries. Meanwhile, why you have artists from those countries telling those stories. Like I said, it's a manga at the end of it. The Chinese story is pretty good. When he teams with Panda Girl, she becomes the Robin. That's pretty cool, but either way, that's the thing. So, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can show you Panda Girl, because Panda Girl kind of got me. I like this story. But, uh... Panda Girl. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I got to say. It was a it was a pretty awesome story. Where is where is Panda Girl? This book is long. I think this book is like 160 pages long. Yeah, it's sealed because I'm like because I remember looking at like the cover, like it's showing all these flags from all these countries, and I'm like, my book was like only 30 pages. Like, is that it? I'm going. Yeah, this book is 160 pages. No, okay, yeah, 173 pages long. That's okay. Then the one I got is just like a sampler or whatever. Yeah, so. there we go. Panda girl. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. So, and then she actually knows, you know, martial arts. So when the bad guys try to fight her, she like, she like, you know, you don't know martial arts. I know martial arts. You know, shit like that. So, yeah. So, pretty cool. So, I, honestly, I love it. I'm gonna go back. I didn't read every single book that was <clears throat> every single uh story in this book, but I'm gonna go back and read it because it was it was pretty awesome. Like some of the stuff was just point, and it's interesting seeing other countries take on Batman. You know. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, you, you booked that. I forgot. 
Yeah, I mean, I I got other shit. I just didn't get a chance to read them. I mean, I, I wasn't sure if we were doing a story. I, I was actually reading like real books with no pictures in them, so I didn't Whoa. know if we were doing. Yeah, I wasn't. I don't know if we were doing a story uh, a pod this week because you know I wasn't sure if you were going to be ready to do one. So I kind of started. I, I finished up a novel that I was reading, and I was like, oh shit, okay, we're reading comic i better read my comics then and then i you know (laughs) and then i read after reading that fantastic four i'm like oh okay fuck it yeah i'm done yeah Yeah, so i guess we need to address the elephant in the room like i said what happened with us last week and honestly we didn't know whether or not we would record this week but we did and honestly i really don't know what we're gonna do next week nothing's wrong like i said we're all still good but the thing is i have some personal shit going on right now where they're pretty much tearing apart my apartment because of some plumbing issues stuff like that so i actually had to leave last week they don't work on the weekend so i was able to sneak in record this podcast i gotta be gone by monday so <laughs> yeah so this weekend i don't know how bad things are gonna get i might be able to record don't know so yeah so it's gonna be a thing don't worry i have a place to stay i i figured all that out so I'm, I'm gonna be okay i'm gonna you know be out of town until they fix all this stuff out there but at the same time, I'm going to be around other people, so I can't really record the podcast when I'm around that, you know. Uh, yeah, like when I went to Washington, I went out into the car and recorded. Right. One of those, you were like in the woods and shit like yeah, that. I was, just I, sit- I was just sitting outside. Yeah, I was just sitting outside in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't fuck with you. Eli, don't turn around. That guy's behind you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that's going on right now. Oh, and the plumbing company that's doing all the shit is Buford plumbing company that's why i said the buford thing at the beginning of it so i thought it was pretty funny oh, so man. yeah it all comes full circle see anybody that just fast forward all the way to the end just find out what the hell's going on they'll get it <laughs> you know yeah. um yeah but like i said we're gonna keep this thing going if i can record and if i if the apartment hasn't been completely just leveled we will still record something you know uh but like i said we're gonna play it by ear we will know something by friday or saturday but everybody stay on fire oh and the reason we're not on facebook right now because i got banned from facebook that's why so i'll be dick yeah uh, banned (laughs) again you know (laughs) (laughs) so so like i said tomorrow i'll be back on and we'll be back to normal back to business the page will be good and good uh going and i I, i'll let everybody know not just eli but everybody know Friday or Saturday, what we're gonna do for the podcast, or whether that we record a podcast, or yeah, and there's no beef. We yeah. didn't fall out. There's no falling out. Right. <laughs> nobody so. said nobody got canceled over tweet or anything like that. Yeah. You know. So, all right. But until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time. Same bullet channel. I caught it bad just today. You hit me with a call to your place. Ain't been out in a while anyway Was hoping I could catch you throwing smiles in my face Romantic talking, you don't even have to try You're cute enough to fuck with me tonight Looking at the table, all I see is bleeding white Baby, you living a life, but nigga, you ain't living right Cocaine and drinking with your friends You live in a dark, boy, I cannot pretend I'm not faced, only you to sin If you've been in your garden, you know that you can Call me when you want, call me when you need
lines every time that I speak. A diamond and a nine, it was mine every week. What a time and incline, God was shining on me. Now I can't leave. And now I'm acting hella illy. Never want the niggas that's in my league. I wanna fuck the ones I envy. I envy. Cocaine and drinking with your friends. You live in the dark, boy, I cannot pretend. I'm not faced, only you to sin. If you live in your garden, you know that you can. Hello. Oh.